0: You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ Family of Churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989.
1: Everybody come on down. Tonight we're doing something really special, and it's going to be very unique. Everyone's going to participate tonight. Everyone's going to be a part of it. So I know some people are going to be coming in. So that's why we have the instruction sheet for people who come late because we did ask everybody to be here by 7:15. I want to commend you for being here on time, which is when I asked you to be here. Thank you very much. So look around; these are the leaders in the church right here. You're here on time. Thank you very much. You showed up. You made it. That's a you get a feather in your cap. Thank you for being here. Okay, I want to read. the says, God's story and your story of the Westside Church. And we're going to read what it says on the instructions. It says, the staff has been invested in a process to discern God's direction for our vision and focus as a congregation moving forward. As part of this process, we want to engage the whole congregation in a process of discernment by examining the story of the Westside Church. We believe that God leads us and is at work in us, but we don't always take the time to reflect on the places where God has been present, and the times when He has led us. Tonight, we are going to tell our story alongside the story of our congregation. We will do this through a timeline exercise in which everyone participates in telling the story of our church. Amen. Amen? So I also want to let you know, So the, the staff going to use this information. We're going to take notes on what we learned. We're going to all learn something. Our goal is that the Holy Spirit teaches the lesson tonight. Amen. Amen. Through the collective sharing of your experiences. That's our goal. And for us to learn something about the 30-year history of the Westside Ministries. Amen? Um, we do have a, a few things I want to share first. Uh, we have... With us, uh, for the very first time, a new uh, transfer in member from the Sacramento Church, a couple. Uh, he, I don't think I mind saying, he he plays for the Lakers G League team, and they picked up his contract. Actually, I, I'm going to brag about you, Reggie. Reggie was USA Basketball Player of the Year in 2018. Uh, he helped the, the U.S.A. team win gold uh, just that year. Incredible. Just great guy. And his a beautiful wife. Gianna is a journalist. They got married three months ago up in the Sacramento church. And then, lo and behold, the Lakers not only picked up Anthony Davis, but they picked up Reggie Hearn. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go over And they said that the Reggie Gianna, is Reggie Gianna. <laughs> It's great having you guys with us. We look forward to some great uh, spiritual times. All right, so we're going to begin uh, with a prayer, and then we're going to take 10 minutes, and we're going to we're going to do something called dwelling in the Word. Okay, but first I want to begin to have our elder Mark Shun open it, open us a prayer. Yeah. All right, let's bow our heads. Father, uh, we are so excited
2: about tonight, God. Thank you so much for the day that you. Uh, had for us today, uh, whether they were ups or where they were downs, we know that you are with us. And thank you for being with us in the morning and being with us on this journey to be able to have great fellowship right now with one another. God, thank you so much. It's kind of exciting uh, seeing what's going on here, and I just pray you'd help us just to be uh, energized and uh, to be fully engaged in our activity tonight. Thank you so much for Jesus. We do want to stop and pray for those who are hurting, and uh, we we'll pray for Albert. And just uh, the, the trials that he's going through with his health, And we pray for Doris, that she would uh, continue to heal up. I know there are others, and we just pray for them uh, as they're going through those difficult times. Be with those who are still traveling on their way here. We pray we can have a great, great time of fellowship and faith tonight. We love you, God. pray all this in your son's name. Amen. Amen.
1: Okay, instruction number one, if you have your instruction sheet, it's for you to get a yellow, a light yellow... Post it you note, know, they're on the chairs nearby. You please pass them around, they're stuck together. Whenever it needs one, write your name on it and the year you were baptized. And then I want you just to get up right now and put it on the timeline of the year you were baptized. Write your, or if you moved here, right, to the church, whenever you, so it's not just when you were baptized, I'm sorry, it's when you joined the West Side Church because you might have been baptized in another church. But I want, I want you to put on when you were at it and when you joined the West Side Church. So for Reggie and Gianna, that will be today. So you would be way at the, the end of the line right there. All right, so you don't have, I'm sorry, you don't have to put your baptism date. Just put your name and when you join the Westside Church, and let's get up and put our put the, the light yellow post-its and put your put it up on the board right now. It's an interactive night. And there are post-its on all the chairs up here in the first eight rows. Please pass them around and pens on all the eight rows.
3: it's not just if you're a member it's just when you join the west side alright so even on like left Jeff, come on you do too. Yes. because you were
1: born here on the west side so the day you were born where did get, okay, so everybody, uh, when you join the west uh, right. side, write your name uh, on, on a post-it, a yellow
3: post-it only, and put it on the wall. Yeah. It counts. Just when you join the west side. And know Todd, he
1: joined many times, so he might have to put a couple. saw <laughs> it. Okay, let's look at it, guys. So these light yellow ones are when we joined the west side church. Very interesting stuff. When we join the Westside Church. If somebody comes, as people are coming in, welcome if you're coming in.
3: You need to get a yellow post-it and put,
1: post. when you join the Westside Church, in, on the light yellow post-it note. And if somebody comes in and sits by you, make sure they do this. Alright, we're going to walk it up one more time tonight. And during that time, they can put their yellow post-it up. Alright, I just want us to, what we're learning, we're learning right now, I want all of us to learn something. I want us to sit back and think about it a little bit. You know, it's very interesting. How God's working or not working at certain times. Or maybe He was working by not sending anyone here because there were problems. <laughs> Alright, here's what we do next. Alright, and you can fill in people that sit next to you on the process if they come in late, hand them that little instruction sheet so they see what step we're on. So, step two is we're going to do something called dwell in the Word because we want to let the Holy Spirit speak to us through His Word. And this is in terms of a Bible lesson, this is your Bible lesson for the night, alright? So, Juan, could you go to the go to the next uh, slide? We're going to do something, it's called Dwelling in the Word. It's where all of us read the same scripture. And what I want us to do is, you can just look at the screen if you want, or you can turn in your, on your phone, it's Luke 10, verse 1 through 12. And what I want you to do is, as we read through this, I want you to think, what surprises you or grabs your attention? What word? What concept? And a lot of times that's how the Holy Spirit, he's he's touching you in some way. And we want you to be touched by the Spirit and by the Scripture. We want whatever uh, lesson he has for us to come out. And then what we're going to do is we're going to read it. Then we'll take just a few minutes and have a couple of you share whatever hit you. Alright, briefly, very briefly share what impacted you from that verse. Okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, let's have a prayer that our hearts are open right now And then we're going to read that together amen. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the privilege of being in your presence amen. Thank you for the west side And we know that you are out in front of us uh, caring about people And have always been out in front of us I pray God that you lead us and guide us Open our hearts and minds to see what you want us to see In these verses right now, we ask in Jesus' name, amen Luke 10, verse 1, says, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go! I am sending you out like lambs among wolves, Do not take a purse or bag or sandals. Do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, Peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed... Eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this. The kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Take a few minutes just to meditate on it. Okay, so what was the first concept that just hit your heart or something jumped out at you? Just a brief concept that God maybe spoke to you. So who would like to share first? Okay, Catherine?
4: Uh, I think what hit me is when um, people reject God and his word and the truth that we shouldn't take it personally, we... we we definitely should hurt, but be able to move on and just keep giving our heart away, but not take it personally because it's really between them and God.
1: Switching
5: Tracy. I think what really stood out to me was verse three, where he said, "Go." exhibition mark. I mean, it was excitement, um, like it was force. Go! And he said, "I am sending you out like lambs among wolves." We all know lamb position on the way, you guys. Wolves are going to eat the lamb. So that means <laughs> when we go out and share our things, it's not to, to instantly, it's, it's people are going to try to deter us or whatever, but we need to go and do it. Great.
6: Awesome. Great job, ladies. Thank you for
7: sharing. Who else would like to
6: share? Uh, what stood out for me was, um, he said he appointed 72 others. That means to me that God was expanding his church and that he was no longer just uh, calling the 12 to follow him, but he was expanding. A lot of people was following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so he says, all right,
1: you're qualified. Go. I'm appointing you now. I'm calling you. Awesome. awesome. Thank, you. Thank you, Bobby. Awesome. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's go. Who's close?
3: <laughs> <laughs> right here. Uh-huh.
8: So as I was looking at verse five when it says, when you enter a house first say peace to this house, In verse six it says, if someone who
2: promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you.
1: I think for me, just having a great a greater sense of peace myself, I you know if I'm not at peace, I'm not able to offer that peace to someone else. Um, and so how would it how would I promote or how will it return, sorry, how will rest on them? If I don't have it, and it certainly won't return to me. If you just joined us, please grab instructions. You can catch up with um, Please hand them out if any of you, your and if you need the instructions for tonight, it'll just kind of catch you up on everything we've done. All right, we're dwelling in the Word. Okay, who, somebody else had their hand up?
9: Okay, Billy's over here. Well, in verse 7, it says, Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you for the work it deserves his wages. Sometimes we feel unworthy to go out and spread the message. But God said he'll reward us. that We're worthy. We're worthy to carry this message and he'll reward us not just with eating and drinking, but whatever blessings come our way. And it's a promise from him that he's going to bless us for the work that we do.
10: Um, I'm confused about um, number four, but I think I was in that position yesterday. Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals. And do not greet anyone on the road. I'm confused about that at first. But I stopped to get my car washed yesterday. And I don't know. I was just sitting there. And these two guys who just drove up. They were getting their car washed too. And I said, I bet those two guys want to come to our harvest festival. So I pulled out the, the harvest uh, invitation. But I didn't put my name on it. I didn't really think it all the way through, but I said I wanted to invite it to invite them. So I think maybe that means that we may not always be fully prepared, but we need to just go with the prompting, and that's what I did. All right,
1: last one. Sorry for the back row, but we're going right. I
8: know if you
3: Yeah, I'm myself. I
8: thought it was cool because um, I have the NLT. It says, don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. So what stood out to me there is that it's not like a casual, like we're going to go hang out and kick it with the boys, going town to town and getting food. But it's going to be an uncomfortable trip in it where you're going to have to really rely on God, and not just God, but the person you're going with. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Great, great insight. So...
1: If you ever are leading a Bible discussion and you can't think of a lesson to do, just take a verse. This this is a classic one that uh, church consultants use all over the world to help create a missional, hospitable type spirit. It's a great one. has a deep. And uh, we, we did it once for three months with like 15 of us. And every single week, something new would come out of it. Every week, every time. It's just... You could write a book because the Holy Spirit is infinite in his wisdom and and the gifts that he has for us. So, Amen? Okay, so we're going to continue on now that we have a little bit of the word in us and we're thinking spiritual. We are now ready to begin our timeline uh, process. If you just arrived, make sure you get one of these uh, instruction sheets just so you can see what's going on. And uh, if anyone needs one, please raise your hand. They're scattered throughout. But what we're going to do now is we're going to, if I can get to campus to help me hand out the, um, the post-it notes, you're going to get three different colored post-it notes, okay? The light yellow is just your name for when you joined the church. But now I want us to get three different colored ones. We have a, uh, a blue one, we have a green one, and a bright orange one, okay? So as you can see from the instructions the uh, bright orange one is going to signify memories of success and joy in your life here in the church. It could be related to something that happened in the world, something great, like if UCLA in 1995 won the basketball tournament. Uh, that was pretty cool for me, but I probably won't put that on the timeline. But you could do that. But I really, I really want it to primarily be something really joyful in your life or primarily related to God, uh, your experience with God, something in the church that was a joyful Experience. Uh, <coughs> you could also put a few. If something was really just big in your life, that was not necessarily related to it, which is such a good news. Obviously, God allowed that into your life. Um, of course, the blue one it says there will signify memories of pain and loss. Again, that that you know, we could a lot of us put 2003. Uh, those of us who are around, some some loss in, in certain regards and how things happened. Others think that might have been the greatest time. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things there, um, but I want you to put memories of pain and loss uh, in your experiences in the church. All right. So I want you to—not everyone's going to get to share all of them—but I want you to at least put one story of something good and one story of something painful. Okay. And all you would do on your on your post-it note is write uh, just a word or two to spark your memory—a word or two that describes the memory. Okay. Um, and then what we're going to do is everyone's going to get a chance. We're going to hear from each other. Some of you, whoever would like, will we'll, as we go through the timeline, you can share some of these some of these concepts and some of these stories. The third one is green, and that is turning points, right? Uh, times that happen either in your life or in the church that signify key turning points, and these will help us narrate the story of the Westside Church. Okay, so please. If we could pass those out. Like, can, can we get more helpers for one? Like, get, like, there's a, in each bag, there's like 20... Um, let's get like 10, 5 people helping him so we can get these spread out. All right, I want, right, we'll take a couple minutes. Let's get... Everybody needs to get these post-its. Okay, question, Colette? Yeah, so is this our time for the
3: Westside well, Church? Yeah, just your time on the Westside Church, because we
1: want to narrate the story here. So if you, can, if you just moved here, you won't have as much detail to share. So, um... Just try to confine it to that so that it helps us tell a story of what's going on here. Um, now, that being said, let me say this. If something really big happened in your life and it wasn't here, you can, still, you can still put it. You know why? Because you're part of the story and you're here now. So you can say, well, it wasn't here, so it, it, but it's who you are. Okay? So even if it didn't happen necessarily here, but I do want us to share stories here as much as we can to see what's going on here. You can put your name if you like You don't have to. If you'd like to put your name If that way I can say who, who wrote this Wants to share that story You can do it So everybody needs a green and orange And a blue post-it note They're all We got lots of them Hand them out Make sure everybody gets at least one of
3: each Green,
1: blue, and orange want well, to go the next slide the instructions will be on there No go back one Because right now we're just brainstorming. So I want you to be thinking of your stories, okay, and get your post-it notes. And I suppose that this time, if you let's just take a few more minutes, and then what I want us to do is I want us to put them up there. So basically you think of when it happened, when was a great story, uh, or when was a time of pain maybe in your life personally. Maybe something in the world, obviously 2001. Uh, maybe we had a relative in the World Trade Center. I would, that's a time of pain. Uh, maybe there's something great that happened. Your kid got baptized. Whatever the story is, uh, that's good. You want to put a good story and a sad story. Okay? And you can put your name on it. It's not crucial. Uh, if you really want to share, or put your name that way. It'll be easy for me to point it out. But we'll, we'll just let it, the Spirit lead us. You don't really have to put your name on it it's as we'll, as more to give us a sense of the story ok uh, alright so let's at this time I want to take we're going to take 10 minutes and you can just write down the, again the 3 different categories and then come on up and start putting them on the wall and obviously if we fill it up you know, just start going down a little bit and we, let's fill it up all around the, the dates of when these things happened All right. so green, blue and bright orange and uh, one, did it went off. Oh, maybe he's going to hit the button. So, no, I'm gonna fix
3: it.
1: all right, so let's go. Ahead. 10 minutes, and let's, let's fill the board up now with all those those different colors. All right, let's fill it up. So, the blue would be your blue days. The blue time, the pain. The bright orange is joyful, and the green would be turning points. You can put more than one, too, if you'd like, if you want to put some things up there. I really would like everyone to participate. If you, can, you know, if you can't think of everyone, at least put one or two of them up, okay? And you don't have to write the story. Just write a couple key words uh, so that your story's up there, and then you'll get a chance to share it if you really want to share it. And if you don't have any blue days uh, in the church, you can put one in your own personal life somewhere if you want to do that. You can't get this task wrong. It's impossible to get this wrong. Okay, if you're just arriving or still wondering, we're, we're putting the story of the church up there. The blue are sad experiences. The orange are joyful experiences. The green turning points in your life or in the church. Okay, I want to um, I want to begin in just a minute here because I want to use the bulk of our time tonight to share um, our stories. Um, so while we're finishing up putting them there, I'm going to read a, a step number five. If you want, if we go to the next slide.
3: It says we will spend roughly 45 minutes
1: walking through the timeline and telling the stories that we have referenced. If you put a post-it note up, then you will be invited to tell the story. Now, this is obviously too many of us to tell all the stories, so a handful of you will spread it out. Like if we can get some young... Some old, some men, some women. If we get a little bit of everything, that'd be great. Um, please be mindful of time to allow others opportunity to share, but I don't want you to shortcut a meaningful part of your story. But please, we don't, we don't want it to go much more than a couple minutes. Um, we will go chronologically. While we are telling stories, you are invited to take notes. I do have, i uh, really grateful for to bath. And she's going to take copious notes to help us process everything. Where's Tanya right now? Thank you, Tanya. She's already taking notes on everything going on. As a way of honoring each story, we will allow a moment of silence after each story before we move on to the next. After we share the stories, the final step is we're going to reflect a little on it. I don't think we're going to all grasp the meaning of tonight, even even tonight. It takes some time to process the information and see what what has God teaching us, where is He guiding us, where where have we been, and where is He going to take us next? Amen. Awesome. Okay, so it looks like we're almost done. Okay, let's just um. I know we're stepping back and we can just... Looking at it, you know, the light yellow is very interesting. You can just see the sheer number of different colors. Sorry, men that are colorblind. I tried to... I'm colorblind. I tried to make them as bright as I could uh, so we can see the blues versus the orange versus the greens. Awesome. Okay, so what I want to do now is really now is the time for us to, to tell some stories. Interestingly... We don't have any specific stories of joy or pain or turning point in the first couple of years of the church. No. So, uh, we do have a number of us that were that joined the West Side. Can I just hand it to you? If you joined the West Side back in the beginning, just you're awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Michael Keyes, Robin Horton, Todd Spath, Tiny Spath, Arlene, Dat. Uh Lena, Tracy Keys, Angela uh Angie Nakamoto, Gary Rittenauer, Chuck, and Carol Bray and Lucille Cooper
3: right there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But let's go ahead and tell our stories now. Um, and really this is just something that we really want the Holy Spirit to guide us. So we're gonna kinda go across. Obviously when we get over there, we're not gonna be able to tell as many stories. But uh, if you feel prompted to share your story, please do. If you don't like sharing publicly, um, maybe someone can share it for you, or however you want to do it. But so over here we've got um, we've got some uh, blues, just a couple blues. We've got quite a few oranges. So we've got a wedding. Whose wedding was it? Oh, okay, Candan right. Lena's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Hey, what you share? Come on, Lena. So just about that one right
0: yeah. um, Let's start with that here. Oh, okay. So Ken and I got married uh, first day of spring, 1992. And um, Ken and I both came to L.A. 1990. Um, so God bless. And my blue is right next to it because my family started persecuting me, not because of Ken. But, yeah,
3: because they don't know God. So. <laughs>
1: Who else would like to share one of their one of their stories from the from the, the the early decade here? Anyone else want to share a story, a sad or happy one? Okay, Asia.
5: Yes, um, I shared all three of them, but the one that touched my heart is, um, I studied the Bible with a lot of women uh, back then, and at least five of them that I can call to mind right now, I was in the room with them when they went to heaven. So it was amazing, like my sister. Was um, uh, that she wasn't sick when she was baptized, but shortly after she got uh, baptized, she got uh, critically ill. And when she was leaving, you cannot believe how heavenly those those moments were and how beautiful she was and how beautiful she thought out about it. It was just amazing moments. It's sad in a sense, but it's so incredibly joyful. Thank
1: you. Awesome. any other stories from the
11: early days Todd so I guess I would say from the early days so in 90 we moved in 89 and in 92 Tanya and I graduated from UCLA and we got married the next week and uh, that was one of our great that was one of our great memories and I didn't even think about it but I guess right here this is when we sent our first brood to heaven this is when we sent our I didn't do it first Yes, it wasn't your fault.
3: One of the, one of the cards. you read this? I mean, it says the death
1: of our first son, 1993, and that would obviously be devastating. Uh, and so, in the middle of victory, there's still great challenges going on, even in our own congregation. Um, amen. All right, let's go to the next the next decade, or the next three years—not a decade, next three years. Uh, And again, we can see, it's interesting here, you've got a little bit more orange than blue. Here it looks fairly equal, right? Um, And there's some turning points. Who would like to share a turning point story from in here somewhere?
3: Okay, way in the back. So, 96,
2: October, well, I met in July, got baptized October
3: 20th, 96, and um, it was was, a totally like way left
2: my first life outside awesome. the curtain and was
3: terrible you to have
1: me read a few things on here um loss of loved ones Um, Somebody has like 10 people on there. Uh, Then a turning point, somebody has here, when my boys were born. Anyone want to share about birth of your
9: boys? Well, that was me. Okay, come on, Michael. You know, uh, Tracy and I got married, we got married fairly young. So uh, having our boys were very turning points for me, being um, raised... Uh, in here in LA for all my life. So, those were turning points for me because it made me grow up, made me be responsible, made me think about my career, made me look into electrical really deeply and how I could really make this as a career. So, that, that's why I said that there were turning points for me.
10: Awesome, thank you. Um, my turning point was in uh, 19, probably the end of 1994 because that's when I was first invited out to church. And I was invited out to church by someone named Michelle Tenty. Michelle Tenty and I, in normal circumstances, probably would never have met. And, you know, she saw me at a Target... And she invited me out to church. And I wanted so much to turn her down. But she persisted. And I came out to church because I was attending a church that had everybody mostly looked like me. But Michelle didn't look like me. And I said, well, God, what are you doing here? You know. So he answered me. He said, just come on out and see. And that's what I did. And thank God I did that. Because that was a turning point for me. I don't think I would have shown up in a church that looks like this if it wasn't for Michelle Tenty.
1: Anyone else want to share? 95 and 97, somewhere in that range.
12: Check I was baptized in 96 and uh, in 97 well when I came to the kingdom my, I was married uh, in 97 my husband passed away and it was pretty devastating uh, but it was a turning point also because it made room for this guy to come into my life <laughs>
3: ever since 19 years. Come uh-huh. on. Yeah, we were,
13: uh, we got married, we did married in May 5, and six months later we went to
3: um, the right? NA2. And Elizabeth was born in May 5. I got to tell you, she's a class kid that Steve she's She moved,
13: I thought she was 12, she moved five
3: countries ten times
1: she's such a great example to all all right let's move into the future a little bit um we have a little bit less going on for some strange reason uh which is interesting as we come in this area um so again we see some weddings um you see some difficult days? We see, we see some awesome things going on right here. Why don't we have Tim share about the Malibu Mission Team? So, uh, in
14: 1998, the Malibu Mission Team was formed. This is a, a time in uh, the West's history where we decided to really split up into smaller groups. And we had Mid Wilshire, we had. Um, uh, Marina Del Rey, we had a lot of different groups, and yeah. so we took a smaller group to uh, Malibu and Calabasas, and uh, it was a, a, a small group of about 60 people, and uh, it was about the, the closest family I've ever experienced as a disciple in, you know, whatever, 40 years. So it, it, was, uh, it was led originally by Greg Rutsky, and then um, uh, Charlie Sawyer, Charlie and Kathy Sawyer came in, and it was just a very tight-knit family almost from the start so it was beautiful awesome anyone want to share a blue
1: day from there there's a, only a couple of them but there's a few there okay no um, you can you know what we'll do is we'll leave it up you can re- you know after we're done you can come up and read some of what's up there as so people wrote a little bit and I think it, it can it can be meaningful and you, you probably will know some of the people on there um, there's quite a few good ones up here as well. Marriages, uh, children being born, um, being fruitful, lots of baptisms. Somebody said being fruitful, lots of studies for baptisms. Then the one underneath it says overwhelmed, struggles, step down from leadership. So you have the dichotomy of both going on simultaneously. Um, let's move on. Is anyone, I don't want to. If yours is up here and you really want to share. Um, Tim will be happy to share his story
3: <clears throat>
1: Anyone else want to share? All right, right here. Okay, we're gonna move. We're gonna move to 2000. We're gonna move to 2001. All right. Obviously, uh, we're coming on another stage, um, and you can you can see that it's interesting. It's not like all all one is blue, or it's it's pretty mixed mixed between turning points, or or, or between blue. Or, or orange. Um, success and joy. Moving to West Side. Kids become disciples. Successful surgery. Success and joy. Anyone want to share that story? Okay. Yes. Come on, the De-
15: <coughs> That was a turning point from a cold season to a warm season. So everything became warm and good from then. <laughs> we have four children and. Our first son was young and became a disciple thereafter. So I think there's so much story we can tell. Being to the West has been a very phenomenal journey so far. Thank you.
1: Anyone else over here? Anyone want to share something from the first decade of the church that you would have liked to share a story about? Yeah, you want to go ahead, Eddie?
16: My first year I got heavily persecuted by my mom And she told me one time To go to hell You know, because uh, I, was at, I was at church
3: <laughs>
12: And then when I, when, I, when I got baptized
16: I told her to get baptized She's like, what? You already got baptized as a Catholic Why are you doing this? And then I remember just Uh just that whole experience feeling discouraged and then seeing a lot of other brothers and sisters seeing their mom get baptized like I want my mom to get baptized you know so I prayed like every day I, I literally bothered God I was like God I really want my mom to get baptized and she got baptized on uh, June 27th uh, 2002 it was a victory and then God used her we baptized our grandma in 2011 she's in the Spanish ministry and she's in surgery she'll be praying for her And then um, God used my mom, and she helped baptize. She she was a member here. She passed away um, from emphysema. Um, So it was really just encouraging to see like how God just used, you know, uh, my mom. But I'm really just grateful for her. Hopefully she's hearing this, but she was here. But that was a big victory for me because I got really heavily persecuted, and I was like, oh man. So I, you know, just encourage you guys. You could baptize your mom. (laughs) Si
3: <laughs>
11: How many of us, raise your hand if you
1: were in the church in 2003, okay? A good number of us here are older, older <laughs> disciples. I find it interesting that there's not that much blue into right there. Because that, that was a definitely a tough time um, for, for you know, I, a lot of the leadership. And for, for certain people, it was the best time, which is really interesting. Uh, you can kind of see the visual there. Uh, okay, so let me, uh, let's hit a couple more. Um, here's one that says, house disciples displaced after church split. Wow. And that, uh, that was a tough time. So there were some that were affected quite heavily by things that happened in, uh, in the church uh, in 2003. It was a painful time. Um, lots of relationship. Anyone else want to share from that year? Alright, we're going to move on. It looks like we've got a, a younger disciple church as we move this way you see more. 2004 to 2006. I know in the, you know, let me narrate a little bit. Um, of course, in 2001, it was a cathartic change in the, in the history of the, of the world, right, with the World Trade Centers. And it did change the politics quite a lot. It changed people's view of safety and, and those issues in our world. Uh, and then obviously, you know, three, our church went through a... Uh, we, we, we changed from a hierarchical um, type movement to a uh, more, every church, uh, independent and collaborative and a lot more respect and working together as a collective family of churches, not, not, uh, not as top down, right, as a church. That, that evolved in our church. Uh, the LA church went through uh, a shrinking of the membership in this area. Uh, from like probably 8,000 or so down to 5, 6,000. Uh, probably from 2000, somewhere in here, I don't know the exact numbers. So the west side would have felt some of that and had a fair amount of transition. So, let's move on to 2004 through 2006. So as we're, we're moving along, the church is recovering from some tough times, but I'm seeing a little bit more blue. There's some, you know, maybe blue does outweigh, uh, orange is close, and here it's maybe 50 50. Uh, interestingly, not that many turning points. Although, for I would say this is a definitely a turning point in the church. Um, then we come over here and we got 2004, 2006, and, and quite a few unique things going on. We have some good days and some tough days for individuals. Who would like to share, Paul? Okay, so uh,
5: 2006 was a special year because um, um, we got <coughs> married um, in 2006. Uh, that was, we were his first wedding uh, that he, he performed. And then uh, nine months later, Esther was born, so uh, it was like, uh, my, uh, my life was dramatically changed to twice in the same year. So, uh, awesome.
0: Natalie? Um, 2004, 2006 was pretty big because we came back from Vietnam. We left, uh, we had to resign from the ministry because I had a severe case of endometriosis. Uh, had a huge surgery, recovered from surgery, tried to transition from full time ministry to work in the corporate world. So we were transitioning, and the, the critical moment was at graduation that uh, graduated first class from MBA program at Pepperdine, and I was about to pop. And sitting there feeling like God really took care of us, we left the ministry, it was really hard to transition. God blessed us, answer a prayer in his jet. And, and we were successfully transitioned from ministry to working in a regular world, and that was a really tough time very very dark time I call that the dark ages but ironically I put it in orange so looking back it was, it was, it was joy
17: um, 2006 I, um, I have a story similar to Debbie's actually I was very close to my grandmother because my uh, mother died when I was very young. And I had a very close relationship with her and always wanted her to become a Christian. But when I became a Christian, her comment to me was, you gave up your faith. And I said, I never had any faith. There's nothing to give up. <laughs> and um, I always reached out to her, but she had no interest. She was a very diehard Catholic. And... What I started doing kind of... She was in her 80s at that time. And what I started doing kind of 2001, 2003... I, she lived in Chicago. I'd fly her out there almost every year and have her spend a week with me. And I'd bring her to church and have her meet a bunch of the Christians. And little by little, she started to change her demeanor. Man. And in 2006, she was... Um, Failing health, she was 89 years old, and I connected her with some disciples in Chicago when they were reaching out to her. I flew her back, I flew back and baptized her, and she died two weeks later. So, thanks,
3: Craig.
18: In 2005, I had a brain tumor, and um. It's funny, because when you talk about it, yesterday we were talking to the husband and we had to tell that story. Um, It looked like it was really bad, but I came out thinking it was like the best thing that happened to me. Um, It was, and I told them, if I didn't have a scar to prove it, I will tell them that it wasn't me. Because I felt like God arranged everything, and I can't tell the whole thing because it would take too much time. But it was definitely a miracle, I can tell you that. And he pulled my Bible talk together. And when he said coming to LA was a miracle, we literally mean that. Because everything seemed to work out. Like everything was so I had surgery and in one week I was back home. And it was a brain tumor but they found out it wasn't malignant and the whole story how we found the doctor who did it how fast everything happened from not having an opening for me to see me the same day to having the surgery done three days I don't think it's because I'm a doctor. It has nothing to do with it. Because I literally could not find the doctor to do my brain surgery. But in some miraculous with the same doctor that didn't have time ended up having time the same day to see me and I'm here talking to you because of
3: right, one more
1: here, and then we're going to go to the next. I'll keep it
19: brief. Um, The one couple that we studied the Bible with that year, um, she's half Italian, and her husband was full Italian. He didn't even speak English. And we started to study the Bible with him. She managed my building where we currently live. And um, he didn't speak English, and we had to get an Italian Bible. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. He didn't understand. And it was just... Initially, I had come in contact with her by she lost my rent check. And I really wanted to get mad about it. And I said, no, i want want to reach out to this girl. Don't get mad. And sure enough, I mean, they're still faithful to this day. And they were baptized that year. And they've just been like our joy children.
3: Very cool. Thank you. Uh,
1: 2010. Let's move on to 2000. And, uh, I think we just did right here, right? So we're right here. So it's a little less going on there. So if somebody has a story they want to share, you can see the you can see the colors are very mixed again, uh, pretty spread out between all three. Uh, anyone have a story from uh, 07 to 09 they want to share? Refresh your guys' memory on a few of them. Um, the Savoys left this in 2009, moved to AV for a while. Glad they're back. Amen that is a uh, that's a great transition um, Cody DeVoe was, was born and ba- uh, first person born and baptized in the west Angie said that that's good news right, that's awesome that's really cool um, somebody got their master's degree change of life in this time of year um, somebody lost their job which is another transition people got baptized. Okay, a couple people got baptized here. Sad times were uh, boyfriend breakup, uh, parents left the church, dad died without becoming a disciple. That was tough. But yeah, a little bit of both. Anybody want to share? I want to go on in 2010. Now, I we're getting a lot more as we, as we get closer in the past nine years. I've got quite a few stories. So, Patricia? Um, I just wanted to
0: share... Um, my dad was born in 1915, so in 2012 he would have been 97, and I just want to kind of lift up my husband, because he, on his, basically his deathbed, my husband went over every day and studied the Bible with my dad, and Chuck... And Mo went and checked to make sure that my dad really understood what was being told to him. And then we baptized him Then he passed away two weeks later. So I have a similar story. But I just wanted to lift him up and say that.
1: Amen. All right. Thank you. 2010-2012. Got married. Couple people got married. Newbie got married.
3: What year did you get married, Newbie? Where is he had to go. it? He did. Okay. He, well, he didn't watch the kids.
1: Oh, we got a lot of blue up here too. So, does anyone want to share any sad stories? It's okay. It's part of your. It's part of the story. If you want to share a sad story, um, lost a family. Um, here we have somebody leaving the West Side in turmoil, and obviously, you're back. So, that's good, but it
3: was a tough time. Lost relatives. Transitions.
1: Anybody want to share? Maybe something in the church that was going on, because now we're getting into some, you know, what's been happening in our fellowship that can guide us as to how we're going to function as a church as we process the last nine years.
10: So, in 2011, my mom passed. And I was doing Kids Kingdom, and I think I ended up calling Charlene and telling her and she said don't worry about it we're going to get somebody to cover you take all the time you need but it was so funny because at the funeral well after the funeral at the repast I looked up and I saw
13: all these people Patricia,
10: her daughter I mean I don't know all these people that were there and I was just so grateful because we hadn't planned who was going to serve and help and do all that and I just really appreciated that. It was very unexpected.
12: So this is a,
6: um,
19: a, a turning point.
6: Uh, Gloria and Manny did a class, and it was called um, "Loving the Man That God Gave You," and it was a turning point in our marriage, um, of how we learn how to be husband and wife, and be in the roles that God wanted us to be in. And one of the lessons I learned was to start working on yourself first and working on what you need to work with with God. And as that happens, your spouse starts watching, and he did. He started watching, and it was incredible because he started changing because I was changing. And um, it was because he said that I stepped back out of making all the decisions and allowed him to lead.
1: Yes, that has been really good time thank you for sharing your job who's, who's being prompted somebody out there is like thinking I should share, I should share. it's a big group I know it's, it's intimidating for some of us to share you can share more than once if you have another one up here you want to share okay
8: Michael uh, I was the fun one who said i left the West Side in turmoil, <laughs> so I'm glad I'm back, uh, just starting with that. But, um, no, yeah, in 2011, I was, uh, I was studying the Bible in 2011, uh, just starting high school, uh, studying with Ruben Deanda, that's probably another good thing to put up, uh, Ruben Deanda and all that he did for the teens here. but. Um, Uh, In studying the Bible, I was basically kind of letting some, getting some sin off my heart, and in the process of that, I ruined some friendships that I had, Um, and not just
3: ruined friendships, but feeling the need to escape, the need to uh,
8: kind of uh, reassess what my, where my life was going to be headed uh, at that point, which, I mean study so the Bible doesn't also have that same realization. My problem was taking two years to figure it out before I actually got baptized but um, being just leaving the, leaving the West Side, my whole family leaving the West Side just for kind of making sure that I was okay making sure that I was uh, getting my spiritual needs met um, was very important to me but it was also one of the hardest things ever to try and say goodbye to my family home where I grew up grew up with many of you um, just kind of it was in this very room, us <laughs> announcing that we were leaving. Um, but obviously, I might share again in a couple years, especially when it came back. But, uh,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> I do want to share just some of the ones up here, just so you can understand the narrative. Um, you know, of the, of, the, of the pain, you've got um, many marrieds left for another ministry somewhere in this period. Uh, our best friends left the church. Um, uh, a lot of people had death in the family uh, this time, and there's a fair amount of transition. Uh, likewise, and you have right here, you have many left. This one says, "This one I joined the West Side." Um, baptism. Um, there, there's there's other good things going on. Uh, baptized many women during this time. So you've got this again. It's amazing how, in some people's most difficult time, you've got. These incredible times. Let's move on to uh, right here. We've got 2013 through 2015, and uh, you can see we have just quite a few people, uh, you know, had their good and bad times in this in this area, and a lot of green too in here. i have seen a lot of green, so a lot of transition. So, who would like to share a story from 2013 through 15? Okay, Francine. So
20: my sharing, um, my story actually starts in 2000 and. Um, the, the, one of the great things that happened in 2013. In 2000, um, I, was, I got divorced. Um, I was one of the first divorces in the LA Church, um, and it was that was a devastating time. But then in 2013, um, and in 1996, I had my son
10: <laughs> Chandler. Everybody yeah. knows him. Yeah, know. But in
3: 2013,
20: uh, Chandler was baptized and being a single mom in the church um, in one of the in, in the early days um, you just didn't know you know there was a lot of fear there was a lot of um, is he going to become a disciple he's not growing up at home with two parents like, uh, like I thought he should um, but the church rallied around him and us and became our family um, and really helped in that process so in 2013, that was really um, the culmination of a dream for my son to be
3: baptized. Thank
1: you, Sharon. Great job. Our new sister moved here from the north region. Yes.
3: I'm Jennifer, by the
1: way.
0: Um, so in 2015, me and a brother, we were sharing on campus, actually. There was no one on campus. We were like, no, we're going to go share at Santa Monica College. And there was a person, his name is Juan. Um, and we are like, we're going to share with him. We're going to go. we were just walking and sharing with him. And this brother actually got baptized in October. And he actually ended up reaching out to his brother Elias. And then both of them reached out to Kevin. And now his mom is studying the Bible. So it's just, I'm just in awe of just how God is just moving. Like, I'm still, even when I see all of them, I'm like, yeah. wow, God is so amazing. So please be praying for her his mom, like, he's studying the Bible. She's studying the Bible so.
4: so I didn't put all this on the board, but I did put part of it. But 2013 was a very significant year for us. Um, Mark was appointed as an elder, and we moved to the west side in 2013, and um, it was actually a lot of people, a lot of people at the time didn't know that um, it was because of our son Justin. Like, we didn't come here for Mark to be an elder in the west, it was that he was appointed an elder down in South Bay, and then Justin was very, because of the strong team ministry that Ruben had built. Um, there were a lot, Justin had a lot of friends up here, and he was, had done one year at MiraCosta in Manhattan Beach. And he came to us and said, um, mom, dad, I want to move high schools, I want to move ministries, so that I can stay faithful to God. And it was like, we had bought a home in Manhattan Beach, it was like a complete, like, and he said, I don't know, when's the last time you guys did something radical like this? And he, said, oh. and he challenged us, and then we were like, be hey, quiet, pump. <laughs> But he was right. And um, so we came here for Justin. And then I think it was maybe three or four months later that what I put on the board was the church went into a time of crisis, which was not why we came here. But I do believe God brought us because I think Mark was um, a great elder for the church during that time.
3: And so God had a plan. He worked through
4: our son. But that was a very significant year for us.
1: Thank you for sharing that, and um, thank you for guys coming to the West. Amen. You can see the crisis in those the, that time frame. I mean, you can see all the uh, intensity going on, uh, all in both of these areas. Uh, there's just a lot, a lot of blue, a lot of green, and there's a lot of orange, but um, more green than there is in blue than I think there is orange. So it's a tough time, right? Um, wow. Any other stories? Anyone want to share a, a story of this time in here? Okay. So we're we're, we're going in 2016, 2018, and um, again, you know, you can see the church has been is transitioning. Now, I, I don't want to totally lose sight of it, but there isn't a, a ton of great things going on. Pe- daughters getting baptized, people start dating, but then you also have uh, people leave. You know, here we have the Barrett's leave for Arizona which was a a significant time in the church. Um, uh, You had the Bible Talk leaders and others move to Turning Point in this area right here. That's a heavy time for the west side for us to know about. Um, Can somebody share, uh, I just want to hear, somebody share, how did that feel? How were you
17: doing at that time? Yeah, I think I experienced one of the worst things that I have ever experienced in the church at one of the leaders' meetings. Uh, Just the disrespect and the rudeness of some of us towards our leadership. I just couldn't believe uh, what was going on. Uh, I think that's the only time that i can really say that something in the church that was happening really hurt my heart to see that happen. Thanks for being honest, sharing,
9: sharing Dad. <coughs> So, um, I was one who put on the, um, the, the blue one, I think. The blue one where a ton of the Bible Talk leaders and a number of other disciples moved to a Turning Point. Well, Nanny and I, we, we were very close to a number of them because we were in a Bible Talk, we were leading a Bible Talk, in which many of them were a part of. But in that year, I mean, we know a lot of them personal and their personal stories. And I have a different perspective than, than may, many uh, of us here, is that because we know their personal stories, they each had a different pressure point in their life, unrelated to our church and what was going on in the church. But the thing that was happening in our church compounded the pressure in their lives. One an example being, you know, one couple, you know, um, you know, he was doing a PhD program and that was the year he had to do his thesis and so he couldn't deal with church issues. So they moved, right? Another couple was in between jobs and and had to find a new one quickly because you know it was an only income earner. So they had to move because they couldn't deal with the additional pressure of the church. And so, so it wasn't so much that they departed us, left us behind, and and, and that. But they had to take care of their own individual situation. The thing I'm most proud of, though, they didn't leave God. Amen. Right? They they left just kind of like the the the, the uh, I don't know, ground zero, like like in in a you know situation that's too intense for them so that's that's kind of what I, I put in a blue thing only because it hurts emotionally that they, they left but yet I'm so proud that they're still faithful today and Thank you,
20: Mary. I feel somewhat like uh, that that does it was uh, an interesting time uh, for, our, for our church and our membership and um
3: I think, somewhat
20: like Dave said, there was a lot of disrespect, and we didn't listen to each other uh, as well as we should have as a ministry. But I'm grateful that God kept everyone that I am aware of faithful. Now, there are some who are not with us now, uh, since it was a great time of testing. And sometimes we see those people, but amazingly, sometimes we see their children it says that God really does reach beyond the immediate thing and still reaches out and grabs yeah. those that, uh, whose hearts are, are willing to follow
9: him. I'm mm-hmm. very grateful. Amen.
6: Well, we have a little bit of a, a different perspective. In 2014 is when we moved here. And um, we knew what was going on and we had come from, from Rancho and was like, oh, you sure? You know, they're going through a lot. Um,
12: <laughs> um,
6: but we had it on our hearts. So we really wanted to reach out to inner city. And they don't have an inner city in Rancho Cucamonga. Um, but we moved here with no jobs. Um, just unsure. We were like, okay, we're going to have to like go move to Victorville with my mom if this doesn't work out, which we did not want to do. So it was just a crazy time. I put it up there as a... Um, um, what is it, transition time because it was a turning point because it was a time of total and complete reliance on God. God, if you want us to be here, you're going to have to make it work out because we just came here taking a step of faith and had no idea um, and now we're still here. So,
3: um,
15: that was a time when, for me, to really work how the church was able to walk through all the issues that was going on. We had a gentleman from Chicago Church, his name was Steve Staton, that was here. So we arranged a dinner in our house with some of those people that had issues with the church to have a conversation with them because they were so toxic at the time that nobody was talking to each other. And we learned a lot about emotions when they went through crisis. And I must say that the church really stood. And did something that was incredible by bringing Steve Station and then the Chums who here, and so many people came together to navigate this whole thing, and then the, ch- the uh, Charles came in to navigate this ship, so that we are here now to really celebrate that victory because the victory that Satan came to attack to destroy, we were able to come to overcome that. Thank you. Yeah.
14: Right, so I have a lot of thoughts about it, but I'll just share one. <laughs> um, we, when the, uh, the a lot of people left, it was kind of I think um, C was saying back in 2003 there was we we went from a, a, a worldwide fellowship of churches that was hierarchical to more independent, and so um, the LA church kind of modeled that you know about a decade or so later that that you know we were kind of hierarchical. And, uh, and so a lot of people here just felt there was a lot of angst and they, you know, felt there was a lot more top down. And so they decided to leave and go to somewhere they felt more comfortable. But it, it just made a lot of us feel kind of abandoned and like our friends are going. And I, I like I was close to them, like dad said. So I understood it. And I supported them. I said, you know, God bless you. But I, this is ripping me apart so it was really challenging I think for a lot of us because they were like people that had poured their energy in here and they all left at once right. so um, what I really liked though in the past we might have said uh, and I'm sure some people felt they're bad you know judge them but I like our church decided instead of just saying you're bad you know we decided to hire a consultant, uh, Steve Staten, to come in and, and like to try to reconcile. So we invested in reconciling or attempting to reconcile and 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 uh, ease the conflict and, and get people to see uh, each other's side. So it didn't go quite the way Steve Staten wanted, but what I thought was great was that we were showing ourselves to be a very different type of church instead of the hierarchical, we're going to tell you what to do, no, we're going to actually kind of you know, hire someone to help us determine our where we're going to go forward, like all together collaboratively. So I really appreciated that. Oh,
3: yeah. Thank you.
2: So I think there's uh, a couple we need to talk about that's really important to the West Side. And it's history, and that's Ken and Lena Chow.
3: Yeah.
2: I, for a period of time, was like a 747 without a pilot. And I was here, and I was checked in the cabin up front, and there's nobody flying the plane. And I don't know how to fly the plane. Uh, I, I can serve the refreshments, but I can't fly this plane. So uh, we went on a search, uh, and some of you were on the search committee to hire somebody. And we got the word out, and we started talking to a bunch of different people. And a lot of folks looked at the west side and kind of saw a spiritual Chernobyl, that we were kind of on fire, and uh, <laughs> they didn't really want to come here and be a part of that. So that led me to just this time of searching, like, well, what's going on? We need, we need a leader. We need somebody to come in and, and stand the gap. And lo and behold, Ken Lena step up, and uh, when, when we went through, I don't know, 10 to 12 different candidates. Um, and they just didn't feel like it was the right time. The Lounge were one of those candidates. Didn't feel like it was the right time. But Ken came in, and with energy, and Lena, and just with faith, just to say, hey, you know, we, we think we'd like to take a take a shot at this and, and see if we can fly this thing. And uh, I'm just so grateful. I remember Ken sitting in my backyard, and uh, when it was kind of like, Hey, do you wanna really do this? And do you know what you're getting into? And yeah, I just was so excited and so enthusiastic. I'm like, Okay, we got our man here, let's do this. So I just wanna I just wanna say publicly thank you to both of
3: you.
7: Man, I definitely want to echo what Mark just said about Ken and Alina coming on, and I'll try not to be too emotional, but it was a full-on meltdown that was occurring in the West. And For me personally, for Carol and I, it was our third meltdown in the L.A. Church of Christ uh, that we'd been a part of, and um, uh, it was the first time that I really had, that Carol was really involved in seeing some of the challenges that you faced with you the church, It hurt our faith. It really did. It was a turning point for me at that point. Once Ken got here, I just said, check, please. I was uh, pretty through after surviving kind of the third meltdown. Well, I'm grateful to God that uh, he kept us faithful as a group. I mean, we were the walking wounded, but we're still walking. So I'm I'm grateful that we survived. I'm grateful I survived and the Carol survived. And I look forward to seeing what God will do.
1: I want to, for time's sake, I want to move on to the, the new one right here. Um, I, I mean, I think I would like for you guys to come up and read some of them and see what they say. And obviously, it was a time of crisis, but you can see we're pulling out. It's almost like you can see visually we're pulling out. We're pulling out. You know, Ken and Lena and Todd, and Tanya, we're pulling out. There's still some crisis going on, there's quite a few in here. Um, but I want to reflect on the whole thing before we end the night so does anyone want to share any stories from just this past year there's quite a you can see there's a smidgen of, of blue there's a lot of transition there's a lot of orange there um, okay come on
21: whichever was the most difficult was to go to the memorial service of Sydney Briggs Johnson and she was here for a short period of time but made herself very known to me And I just want to say one thing that she did. As a single sister that had just come and been baptized in 2012 and 2013 on Valentine's Day, she called me a married woman. And that started our relationship. Things that we did together, that woman was just absolutely incredible. And such a role model for discipling women. And I just spoke to her friends and I said, you know, that hurt me just as well as it did my mom. My mom passed in 2009. She just passed and it, it hurts
3: just as bad. That's how much I loved her. Let's hear from our
1: new sister, Mary Moon, who moved here from the north as well.
12: Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Mary. So I actually have all three up there because they're all the same. 2019, moving to the west side physically, uh, like relocating was success and joy because I'm closer to my new job in Beverly Hills. Jump starting my career in insurance. But I also wrote moving was blue because it was such a huge pain and loss for me leaving my singles ministry. And I was serving up there, you know, providing an environment for them to grow. And for me to leave that to come down here was a super loss as well. And green, a turning point, was also me physically moving down here because it's allowing me to be closer to um, some of my brothers and sisters. Jen was actually my roommate in college who taught me how to pray. So it's like all three of them have different impacts on my personal life, um, and I'm excited to see how I can be effective in the West Side
1: now. Welcome. Mary, James, and Matt, two new single sisters moved from the North. Thank you, North Region, for sending us to We've had enough people leave. It's great to have people move in, right? And also, I want to introduce, if you haven't met yet, I do want to introduce... Uh, Reggie and Gianna, again, a lot of you guys weren't here. Reggie and Gianna from Sanford, uh, San Fernando Church, stand up. And it's great to have them. He play some basketball. So great to have them around. So we'll, we'll see more of them as we go. Um, here's what I want to transition to. I want to transition to the next step as we close out, and that is a time of reflection we're um, not going to take maybe the whole 20 minutes I, I, wanna, I do want to close out because I do want to get the children but I do want to take at least 10 minutes of time to reflect um, and here's some questions alright um, what did we learn? did anything new emerge for you? so I want to start with that what, as you look up here as we thought out this time you can almost see some things going on what, what did we learn? reflect a little
15: bit. Um, so I had actually moved from the West. So I, was, so I came to the West in 2003. I uh, went to school in 2012 uh, in the North region actually. I went to Mary and They there with me over there. Um, so I went there and I didn't get to experience what was going on from 2013 to 2015. I didn't get to experience that. So it was really cool hearing people's perspectives, because I heard a little bit, but it was really cool hearing that. I do remember coming down to visit the West and. I see this, you know, Steve Staines preaching or whatever, and I was, I was so confused what was going on. Um, so just hearing more people's perspectives and just learning more about what was going on and how we, you know, battled through that and went through it and, you know, survived it, it's just amazing to see, so. Yeah. All right. I'll let. I think
3: the thing that
6: stands out to me is just the, um, kind of the the wide, varied experiences. So it kind of tells me about how much we need to be connected because somebody's going through a hard time, somebody's going through a a, a victorious time, and just the need to be connected because you never know what somebody is going through but that we're all going through the highs and the lows and then we just need to be able to go through that together and be connected in order to do that. Uh,
1: So um, in August, on August 18th, uh,
9: 2019, I got baptized. Yeah, it was um, I, I'm not sure if I put it as a uh, green
1: or an orange, but uh, it was both happy and it was also the turning point for me. And um Kenzie Bashara and uh, Michael Bruce over there, uh they introduced me well I, I had I felt like I had God um in my life up until that point, but it wasn't until I studied the Bible with them and um got baptized where I really felt all his love and uh just all of you have been so welcoming. Um entering this church, and uh, it's so beautiful for me to see uh, how I've changed, and um, and I'm so happy for uh, what's to come. Thank you guys so much.
12: Well, obviously, you just introduced us. Um, I'm Gianna Hearn. I don't have much to say about this church, but I was baptized October first, 2017, so yesterday I celebrated that. But what I've noticed over the last two years is um, I got baptized in Sacramento and moved about a month later to Reno, where I was born and raised in that church, much like this church went through a very hard time, basically for the last, like, two decades. And so when I got there, there was no singles my age. There was only, there's it's a church about 35 people. And coming from Sacramento, which was, like, really exciting to me, Reno was tough. And so, um, I went back and forth and trying to decide, like do I stay here do I switch churches, like really, really wrestling, And um, a lot of the feelings that you guys shared I could really connect with and something that I've seen through through this board and through what I went through is just how standing firm really does develop your faith, really does strengthen the bonds, and I look back and I feel really grateful for. Just the sisters that really gathered around me that um, gave me some wisdom in staying, and I just think that's awesome to hear you guys also who have stayed strong and where you guys are now. Awesome.
3: Uh, thank you.
7: Thank you. Not to be outdone by my wife. Hey, I
8: just <laughs> um, wanted to share, uh, I think Steve highlighted this a couple of times, but just the fact that God is always at work. Um, I, I think there's a scripture where Jesus said, "My Father is always at work." Therefore, I need to be at work too. And the scripture about God working all things together for good. Um, just that some of the lowest points, you know, there were high points in other people's life, but I was just sitting here visualizing like eventually all of these are gonna be orange, you know, we're with God one day. And um, so just. I wanted to impart that to everybody else, like you know, just think about all the orange that's coming. you know eventually we're all going to be together
3: in eternity, and the blues and the greens will just have served as points uh, to um, get us to the orange that's Come that's right. uh, on. Yeah. Um,
5: My journey for me uh, feels so much like the church's journey. Um, When I came into the churches just a few years after my seven-year-old son had been murdered and I was devastated and I was taking uh, um, antipsychotics and antidepressants for years and years and I was doing a lot of work while I was doing it. Studying and reaching out my ritual was getting out there sharing my faith. So it was incredible, a lot of Bible studies and a lot of people became Christians from that. But locked up in me was all of that stuff, all of that uh, misery, all of that harm that had gone on. And then when I stopped taking the antipsychotics in 2018, thank you, Lord, um, I still had to go through that adjustment time. And I found myself angry with all of you <laughs> because you couldn't see the agony I had hid so well. Um, and so I thought you should have seen it. <laughs> I thought you should have known that I was in trouble. And then God brought me some women, um, one in particular who sat with me, and she saw my pain because she had experienced like me. And so I could start to rise that you know, wave and and come back in the church was the same thing you know um, what happened was love and then I saw all the love that these women had shown me I mean and the patience because I was angry and if you're angry you're lashing out at times you don't really want to lash out but that's what you're doing and, but they loved me anyway um, and they uh, consoled me anyway and the same thing with the church and like the brother said we are on our way to orange, you know. Amen. Not even, not only just in heaven, in our church, you can see it and you can feel it. The love is is is, is becoming so pop- you can feel it, you know. Amen. And so I'm so thankful for that, uh, and then to see that my journey was no different than the church's journey itself. And then when the brother said on stage, Ben. He said, um, I was mad with everybody. I said, You mean I'm not crazy? Yeah. <laughs> that, that somebody else felt that too. And so even that helped me to heal. And so now I feel like I am so well. It's so amazing. So I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Minute, and
11: then I'm going to
1: close out. I'm going to have Todd and
19: uh, Ken. Maybe we should start a hashtag way to Orange. <laughs>
5: Orange Yeah, red right book. <laughs> Because I think I see how poignant
19: redemption is through this tonight. And I think particularly the power and beauty of redemption through uh, Natalie's story and Michael's story. Just hearing Natalie get choked up and talk about those dark days, but yet put it on orange. Mm. is God's redemption. And it's still, she gets choked up, but she's still put it on orange. And hear Michael's story and his family rally behind him, and now he's here just um, how sweet and powerful and beautiful God's redemption is for us so orange for Road, way to orange alright uh, okay well let me,
13: let me finish up Well, top I want to share because we were kind of nervous because uh, we were sitting there we are looking through all this and the child came in here we see all the blue we're like oh my god and then the, the you know fans get all the blues here so we're sorry that we uh, thankful that we're here Honestly, you and I are so grateful to be here. You guys, we love the West. and so One of the things that drew us to the West is the independent spirit and the, the desire to see God's will be done and to move forward as well. And I think great things are born born out of adversity. Yeah. Right. So we just want to lift you guys up. I want to, I want to lift up the and Thank you so much for that, Mark. Uh, I was a little nervous, so I uh, offered Mark $100 to share. Thank you so
5: much. For, but you know,
13: the Shubs did it. And they went through, really, more than any of us. Right. They were at ground zero. These guys were uh, really raised up by fire. Right. Um, I don't know anyone that became an elder and were thrown into that kind of situation. Like I, throughout the kingdom, I just don't know anyone. I want us to really recognize them at this time. <laughs>
11: Amen. And you know, Paul says in Corinthians that uh you know, what's Paul? One one plants and another waters, but it's God that gives yeah, the increase. And so when I look at this I just wow, that's God's story. That's such a big story. But um, God does bring us people, and we were really grateful we should have had a big uh, orange that God brought us the lounge berries this yeah. year. So yeah. Yeah. I do say Just a a, a great having you guys, and it just feels like um, just a great team to be a part of, and we're really enjoying that in a big way. So, um, we love God. He's done some miracles in our life, and uh, I think uh, it'd be a great time for us to bow our heads and pray uh, as we close on out. Father, it really is amazing to think that you're in heaven watching us, and you see all things. And yet, you know, every thought and every hair. And we're sort of blown away that you're a God that's that intimate, that knows us so much, that, frankly, cares. Nobody cares about us like you do. And so, God, we love this church, but none of us care about this church like you do. And we uh, have some great beginnings, some genesises, and those are from you. And, Father, we have some um, hard times where we were wounded, or hurt, or struggling, and and we've had a lot of loss. And yet, God, your Holy Spirit's always moving. And your Spirit picks us up, and your Spirit enlightens us, and your Spirit inspires us. And, God, it's so great to watch uh, new people come in and just feel the Holy Spirit sort of coming with them. God, we know our days are in your hands, and this church is in your hands. And we're just so grateful for uh, Jesus who shows us the way, how to deny ourselves, how to take up our crosses, how to love others more than ourselves. And we want to be his disciples. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We're just
0: You've just listened to the Westside Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.